0: This episode is brought to you by R1 RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www. R1RCM.com slash Beckers.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beckers Hospital Review podcast. My name is Will Riley from R1RCM. With me in the studio today is Anil Saldana. Anil is the Chief Innovation Officer at Rush University System for Health. Welcome to the podcast, Anil.
0: Thank you so much, Will.
1: Great to have you here. Let's start, please, with a little bit of background, uh, perhaps about you
0: and about Rush. Sure. So um, I come from a traditional like software and technology background. So I kind of have an unfair advantage that I didn't start with healthcare. So I work in a lot of high tech and um, companies focused on um, technology. And started like focusing more on the verticals, and you know, had a stint with um, uh, security, genomics, and startups. And so, when I got an opportunity to work at Rush, uh, primarily to support our uh, COVID efforts with the city, um, I kind of transitioned over time because of my background in startups and ventures and innovation. So I felt, um, you know, the role of chief innovation officer is good for me at Rush. So Rush is um, a 3.5 billion uh, health system here in Chicago. So we are three major hospitals with many um, outpatient um, centers across Chicagoland and Indiana. We are also an academic medical center with uh, Rush medical college here in Chicago. And, um, you know, um, it's I think um like Rush Russian uh, you know medical center. It's uh, it's been uh, there since 170 years plus. You know we are older than the city of Chicago, so it's a primary uh, health system uh, in Chicagoland, basically.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. That's great. I'm really looking forward to getting your your take as a as a technologist uh, 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 on some of the the issues facing uh, healthcare as we go into 2024. I want to talk a little bit about payer-provider relations. It's an area that's been um, difficult and has become quite contentious, we see from a financial perspective. Do you see that contention playing out at Rush? And maybe how might technology help bridge the gap there between payer and provider?
0: So um, it's a very good um, question. So when you look at like a health system, it's a collection of hospitals, but we have what you call medical group. We have physician practices around. So I think a step that Rush took a few years ago is to create what you call a clinical, clinically integrated network, like a SIN with physician practices and um, hospitals in the region. So we are like three major hospitals from Rush, but we also have uh, Riverside Medical Center, um, you know, and out in the, outside um, like Chicago, but in Illinois and uh, we collaborate with uh, 140 plus physician practices and more than 2,000 providers. So with Syn, we basically consolidated all the payer relationships um, you know, both uh, state uh, like and federal and commercial. So I think that's the first step that rush has taken to kind of uh, help with uh, this what do you call contention with mm-hmm. payer and provider interaction. So we have one entity dealing with payer negotiations, contract negotiations, uh, dealing with quality metrics and, uh, you know, payer uh, provider data exchange. So that's their primary focus. So uh, practices, the hospitals, you know, they can just focus on um, care delivery and what they should be doing.
1: Got you. Yeah. I mentioned the role of technology. Um, one of the areas that we see kind of friction fallout from uh, the relationship with payers is around things like denials management, other revenue cycle implications. Uh, how how might you be using technology at Rush to help bridge the gap between payer and provider?
0: So, I mean, we have a revenue cycle management department across the system. You know, they have used experience over time to figure out uh, you know what technology you need uh, to deal with you know all the payer interactions the contracted rates, ever changing, uh, you know, contracts and uh, both at federal, state and commercial, you know, like all the changes that are happening over time. And, uh, you know, and there's quality metrics with the payer. So you need some kind of data exchange that happens. And it's not just uh, the provider, as a provider, we've been pushing. The payers have also been very open to the use of technology for data exchange and, uh, you know, um, the quality metrics, and there's uh, the fund for innovation. And, you know, so there's, I would say there's a good collaboration between the payer and Rush uh, in the use of technology in case of uh, data, uh, you know, for not at an individual, let's say we, we can talk about an individual claim level, but also, you know, uh, like an aggregate, you know, a data exchange um, that happens. So this is with our commercial payers, but uh, we also look at like CMS, for example. So we do have data exchange from there, all the Medicare claims that have happened. So we can get that data back into our systems for analytics, and you know things like that to improve our, um, you know, healthcare efficiency and stuff like that. Excellent.
1: Let's switch gear a bit and talk about the patient, if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the patient has changed a lot over the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. I think in healthcare, at least in terms of the expectations that they bring to the healthcare experience, can you talk a little bit about how you've seen those patient expectations play out uh, at Rush?
0: So in the last, um, like I would say, few years, Rush has, um, you know, undergone like a major uh, initiative for digital transformation, and we have put. Uh, patient navigation and experience um, at the center of uh, this digital transformation. Um, With uh, the changing, you know, tastes uh, among patients, uh, you know, it's a very consumer-centric, you know, know, model right now in healthcare. Like patients, um, the patients we see, you know, are younger. They use like their mobile devices. They're impatient to some extent, and they expect, lot more from their um uh, health system um, that they're interacting not just care i mean things like you know easy scheduling um changes and you know access it and basically and also there's been federal you know uh, changes with like price transparency and things like that so you need a lot of digital tools to go in with uh, you know your regular day-to-day life for consumers so healthcare is a right but also You know, it needs to be part of their everyday life. So you don't have to go to a different system when you deal with the healthcare. Like when you have your social media applications, your financial applications, they'll um, kind of expect the same level of usability in healthcare applications. So this is not just with Rush. Every other health system is looking at digital transformation and patient experience. And there's terms like digital front door and stuff that's being uh, used heavily in the industry. But it just kind of reflects on the consumer sentiment in terms of Mm -hmm. healthcare.
1: Uh, We, as consumers, bring these expectations. We expect digitization, self-service, and so on but it's hard in healthcare, right? It's a complex uh, ecosystem. Um, How do you think your perspective of having worked so long outside of healthcare has helped you help Rush look at some of these challenges and allow the health system to respond?
0: So When you look at a traditional technology industry, um, there are two aspects that I kind of find missing in healthcare. One is uh, collaboration. Um, and also what you call co-op, like you collaborate and compete. So what I've seen is a lot of health systems just try to operate in silos. They're very focused on their own issues and, you know, things like that. They're very focused on their revenue, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, things like that. So so each health system is working on similar problems. So one of the things that I, I've certainly found missing in healthcare is is that collaboration among health systems to solve a common problem? Yes. You know, um, conferences does help, wherein you uh, mingle with other health system leaders and start to learn. Okay, what are the challenges you're facing? And you start seeing that it's exactly the same. And particularly in a particular region, for example, you might collaborate and compete. So I think these are the two uh, patterns that I find missing in healthcare. Um, that I think will be very valuable so I've certainly tried uh, pushing some of this collaboration at Russia and it's been uh, accepted pretty openly you know yeah
1: yeah there's a lot of optimization going on at the city or regional level in healthcare right that, yes. yeah yeah what are some of the things that you feel rush has done well in terms of um, improving that patient experience through technology can you? give a couple more examples of projects that you've worked on or are working on.
0: So, like I said, uh, you know, we embarked on a, a major digital transformation, uh, you know, initiative in the last uh, few years. So things like, uh, you know, I can tell you, that, like when somebody needs to schedule an appointment, if there needs to be changed. So our digital tools do help with uh, the scheduling, but we also have... Uh, um, like a care staff kind of dedicated to the patient. So, you know, with the move towards value-based care, it's a team-based approach you see across healthcare, so which we have incorporated. So even when I have to personally, you know, schedule some kind of services, you know, I can always lean on, on a human being to help me if, if this is, if the tools cannot help me schedule. So, so. I think scheduling is the number one challenge we see from a patient perspective um and also you know health equity you know um uh, access to care and you know we have facilities the models are also changing now care needs to get to the patient you know and uh, we have had like at the Becker's conference I've heard stories about um you know people are not always comfortable getting to these large institutions when they're comfortable with the smaller setting because they have a trust relationship with their, like their CBOs or something. So it's there's major complications surrounding, you know, access to care and things like that.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about that. If we can, as we uh, approach the finish line here, what um, are some of the initiatives that you're doing at rush to address problems of health equity and access to care?
0: So, Rush um, initiated on uh, health equity as anchor mission around 2016. So, health equity is part of our corporate strategy. So, we use health equity um, across all our initiatives. So, it's it's baked into everything we do. And one of the primary reasons is 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 the community we serve as major health disparities. So, um, you know, uh, the trying to address the social determinants of health is, is primary across all everything we do all our programs have health equity you know in uh, baked into it and um, i did mention rush health as a sin and you know cms came out with a new uh, value based uh, direct contracting model called aco reach which is based on health equity so when we changed uh, some of our payment models for wa- value based care through rush health we embrace ACO reach uh, early this year with a uh, with an agreement with um, CVS. You know ACO, um, so that we collaborate with CVS for ACO reach. So uh, health equity is ba- uh, baked into it. So it's key in whatever video. And uh, two years ago, we established a Rush BMO um, Health Equity Institute at Rush. Uh, with a donation of 10 million from BMO Financial Group, as part of this institute, um, we also have what do you call an office of uh, community health equity and engagement, uh, which is focused on our anchor mission that I mentioned uh, for health equity, and uh, you know uh, reduce um, what do you call um, uh, age disparity that we see in Chicago we have coined the term um, Chicago's death gap. Uh, so we, based on the zip code where you are, uh, you live uh, a certain number of years and the disparity we have seen uh, like, like four uh, subway stops is like 16 years. So it depends on where you are born and live. Um, so, you know, uh, the number of years you live. So this death gap is not just Chicago, but across the country. But in Chicago, we identified and Rush is actively working to address this um, death gap, issue. Excellent.
1: Emil, that brings us to the end of our time. Thank you so much for talking to the podcast Thank today. you so much, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.